The call for proposals for Voice Summit 2020 is available now. Having the opportunity to speak at Voice Summit will be highly competitive this year. So if you'd like the chance to be a speaker at this year's event, fill out the form at voicesummit.ai and click on Apply to Speak. Proposals are only open until January 31st, so be sure to get yours in now. That's voicesummit.ai and click on Apply to Speak. SoundHound Inc. has been in the voice AI space for over 14 years. With multiple clients across industries, including Mercedes-Benz, Kia, Honda, Hyundai, Pandora, and Harman, to name a few, SoundHound has become one of the leaders in the voice industry. Anshu Chakraborty, the Director of Product Management at SoundHound, talks about how the company began, why a voice strategy is so important for a brand to have, and the six best practices for building better voice assistance. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Carrie Roberts. And today, my guest is Anshu Chakraborty. She is the Director of Product Management at SoundTown. Welcome, Anshu. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. So SoundTown Inc. has been in the voice AI space for over 14 years now. Can you tell us a little bit more about the company for those that don't know? Thanks for asking. So our company was created by our founder and CEO, Kayvon Mahajer, while he was a PhD student at Stanford. He was really inspired by sci-fi shows like Star Trek and had the vision that one day we'll all be speaking to our computers and devices to help make our lives easier. While he was working on the platform, he took some early research and turned it into the music recognition app that you know as SoundHound. The app grew organically to hundreds of millions of users as one of the first in the Apple App Store. Then, in 2015, we launched the Houndify Voice AI platform and the Hound Voice Assistant app. We're now an independent voice AI company and have multiple clients across industries, including Mercedes-Benz, Kia, Honda, Hyundai, Pandora, and Harman, just to name a few. Which is very impressive. So congratulations to all of you for reaching that level. Now, we are talking today about best practices for creating better voice user experiences. And before we get into all of that, why do you think having a well-thought-out voice strategy is so important for brands today? So back in the day, it was all about having a mobile presence, and that new frontier is now voice. By 2021, a whopping 94% of large companies expect to rely on voice automation from everything to customer service and sales to actually helping out their employees. And speaking comes naturally for us, so it's a much easier technology to learn. And with voice, you only rely on your sense of hearing. So for a brand to stay relevant and do it right, it's really essential to prepare accordingly. So people may wonder, how do I translate your brand into a voice experience? Most brands are already have a brand language, things like logos or jingles that customers will recognize. So the voice you use in your marketing messaging and communication will extend to your voice assistant as well. So it will be consistent across all channels, devices, and platforms. Most companies already have experience creating user personas, which are composite traits of people such as their demographic, gender, age, and preferences. Have you ever tried doing it the other way around and creating a persona for your brand? And if your brand were a person, who would it be? Once you figure out that persona, the best represents your brand, the next step is really selecting a voice and finding one that matches the image you would like to project. For instance, at Houndify, we partner with Acapella and Selby to offer over 100 voice options in 20 different languages for those using our platform to really voice enable their product or service. You should also create a more meaningful connection between users and your brand with a custom wake word. 
it's all in a name. And having it an easy to remember branded wake word like Hey Mercedes instead of Hey Alexa can deepen your engagement and attachment to your brand. At SoundHound, we have over 14 years of experience building our independent voice platform, which gives our clients complete control over their brand, their data, and the user experiences that they build. So we're going to be talking about the best practices that you recommend for building better voice assistants. And you have six here total. So the first step is about extending your brand through voice. And step two is about infusing the assistant with a personality. What are some best practices for both of these steps? Sure. So a conversation is an informal interaction between two people, right? So conversations with a voice assistant are really no different and should be as natural as possible. We personify personal assistants all of the time and expect them to react like a human would. So an extreme example of this is Joaquin Phoenix fell in love with his voice assistant in that movie, Her. So to begin outlining the voice interactions of your assistant, really think about the main use cases that you want to focus on and do those conversational flows first. Once you isolate those use cases, really try to find the ones that help people accomplish things more easily with voice. For example, when searching for a hotel, you can easily filter by price, rating, location, or pool, rather than five taps on a screen. The responses should also be aware of context. For instance, in our MBUX system with Mercedes, we know that the user is driving. So being brief and answering the questions correctly will really help the user keep their focus on the road. Keeping it short and the right amount of information is a big challenge for them. But based on your main flows, you can then decide the tone of your assistant. Is it more friendly and natural or more formal and proper? Many users are still new to voice, so make sure your assistant guides them along the steps. In addition, voice has thousands of interactions, so it's important to define your tone and follow that in all conversations. Practicing the script out loud, or one of our experts even suggested being blindfolded so you don't pick up on any visual cues. Finally, a content strategist or dialogue writer is really essential to make this work. They'll document writing guidelines and rules so you can have something that the entire team can focus on. Yeah, and then we kind of move into step three, which is really about enabling natural interactions. What does that mean and how can brands do that? So you have to think of your user experience beyond an interaction. It really is a full conversation. And natural language understanding, or NLU, is the core foundation of our technology here at Soundtown. And we spend a lot of time and energy making sure our voice interaction are as natural as possible. What we do is we actually brainstorm internally and we think about all the ways that a person can say something. And then we actually use a user testing tool and we watch how people will say that more naturally, maybe given a screen to look at. It's really fascinating how many variations our team has missed. You know, an example of this is like, just think about all the ways that you can ask about the weather. You could say, what's the weather in Denver tomorrow? Will it rain in Denver tomorrow? Or do I need an umbrella in Denver tomorrow? And there's hundreds of other possibilities of iterations of the same question. Accuracy and speed is also very important. So with speech-to-meaning technology that does simultaneous NLU and ASR, we're able to achieve natural conversations at lightning fast speed. And by conversations, we really mean that. And we allow for follow-ups as well as maintaining a conversational state. For instance, you can ask for restaurants nearby and then follow up with, how about ones with Wi-Fi or just show me the ones that are open now. Sometimes you'll need to focus on a very specific use case that's really tailored to the environment the user's in. So for example, with our Hound Voice Assistant app, we have a feature called in-car that highlights what users need most while driving. For example, home and work ETA and hands-free control of your audio experience, such as listening to your Spotify playlist or NPR's daily news brief. 
And another thing that I think not everybody always thinks about is how to handle error recovery and use error data to make improvements. So in this fourth step, what are some best practices for this? So voice, like any other technology, isn't perfect. You're going to have things like you're going to need things like funny or witty comebacks along the way to really help show that the system can't deliver, but we can to get you closer. So it's important to have a delightful failed experience. The famous one in my house is the Google No Internet Connection Dinosaur. It's my three-year-old's favorite game. <laughs> in the Hound app, we fall back to web results. So at least if we don't have the answer, we can get you closer to it. In our SoundHound Music Recognition app, which we've also voice enabled, we present the user with options if we didn't fully understand what they were saying or if they were silent. So for instance, if they say play, we'll follow up with saying, sure, we can play just about anything. But try saying play rock music or play top songs by Beyonce. Finally, feedback is really important. And an easy way for users to tell you how they're doing is essential. And that could be something as simple as a thumbs up or thumbs down, and app surveys or easy access to feedback forms. You really have to listen to your users. And launching is just the beginning. As you look at the types of questions that people are asking, you'll find the gaps and trends that will help you improve your experience. Users expect AI to get better over time, so don't worry if it's not perfect on day one. Yeah, and I think these are, are good points to make, especially you saying, you know, it's not just about building it. You know, this is something that's continually going to be needed to be looked at. And so when you're getting that feedback and data, it helps you improve the experience and helps it grow overall, which kind of brings us to step five, because one of the biggest challenges in voice right now is it's not so much about the technology, but it's about convincing generations of keyboard users to keep using voice after they've tried it because maybe they didn't have a good experience or they're just not used to it. And so again, this fifth step is about finding ways to make the voice experience discoverable and then onboarding and educating those people. What do you suggest here? Sure. So voice assistants really break the ice with small talk, and then they'll win the customers over with reliability. Small talk really helps personify and warm people to your AI. According to a study at Adobe Digital, about 53% of smart speaker owners just ask fun questions like, do you love me? Tell me a joke. So really investing in small talk dialogue is really important to keep it fun and relevant for users. Gaining trust is based on meeting the user's expectations. How the assistant responds is the make or break moment of that user. Then they'll learn if they can trust your brand and do the voice assistant understand what they were asking. So our technology at SoundHound can handle complex and compound queries like find me Asian restaurants within 10 miles that are not Chinese, have at least three stars, are kid-friendly, and open late. Most voice assistants cannot handle that, but we can. Do you want to try it with Siri? Yeah. I actually, I'm really excited because I was just talking to somebody about this the other day because search is the hardest thing and specific search is even harder. Yes, I want to hear more. Yeah. Find me Asian restaurants within 10 miles that are not Chinese, have at least three stars, are kid-friendly, and are open late. What kind of restaurant are you looking for? Chinese or Asian? So in that example, I specifically said not Chinese. So let's try that out with the Hound app now, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're going to try it with the Hound app. Find me Asian restaurants within 10 miles that are not Chinese, have at least three stars, are kid-friendly, and are open late. Here are several Asian restaurants with more than three stars within 10 miles that are open at 11 p.m. that are kid-friendly, excluding Chinese restaurants. So that's a huge difference when you can really understand what the user is looking for. And another example in the Hound app is we treat new and new returning users differently. 
new users will have more education up front to get some quick wins under their belt and are, so they, they can feel like they're experts sooner. And then as they become more mature users, we expose them to deeper functions, just things like just okay, so they can follow up and just say okay instead of having to say okay hound, okay hound consistently. Contextual education is also a really great way to allow users to learn during their own natural flow. So in the Hound app, if you ask a query, we show some tips in response to that query. So for instance, if you ask for the weather, our visual tips say, how about in Paris or how about tomorrow? This really educates the user that they can have a conversation about the weather. And how we also A-B test education all the time and figure out the best way to communicate to a user. So if you have a UI, really don't be afraid to use it. It's also important to show that the app is constantly improving so that the users feel like we're growing and learning. And this is also why we made our Houndify platform scalable and are constantly adding new domains to it. That is so exciting. I think that's very cool. As I was saying earlier, that's something that is missing. And I think it's great to see that SoundHound is able to do that with so much information from voice alone. Now, step six, our final step, is about truly personalizing the user experience. What are some tips you have in order for us to do that? Personalization is all about data and data and data. So you need to understand the user's needs and really help prioritize the experience to increase their satisfaction. Maybe it's taking into account factors like location, time of day, or adding quick shortcuts for things that they use the most. And how we allow users to personalize their experience by saving their home and work. So you can say things like, how long is it to drive home or show me dry cleaners near work? Pandora is another great example of this. At Pandora, they're obsessed with personalization. Pandora's predictive listening experience is powered by the Music Genome Project, which you're probably familiar with. Using our Houndify voice platform, Pandora allows users to find something to listen to, and then the Genome Project will deliver on that content. So for example, a Pandora user, a Pandora user can just say, play music for my workout or play something different. And the songs it will play for me will be very different from the songs that will play from you. When it comes right down to it, Users want value from their voice assistant. Ultimately, they just want to make their life easier. So make something that makes using voice assistant worth it. That doesn't need to be complicated or in-depth. You know, it could be something as simple as, do I need an umbrella today? And hearing a short, relevant response is exactly what the user needs. Well, you've provided a ton of information today. If people want to learn more about what we talked about or connect with you, where can they do that? Our team has put together a really great best practice for building a better voice experience with advice from over 15 experts and early adopters in the industry. So you can read it at soundhound.com slash vui-guide, that's slash vui-guide. And the last question we like to ask on this show to kind of help the promotion of voice as a whole is what is your current favorite flash briefing or voice skill or experience that you're using right now and really enjoying? So I'm still old school and read emails. Business Insider's 10 Things in Tech Today newsletter really helps me keep a pulse on the industry. I would actually love it if they made a daily brief podcast for that. I would listen to that on my drive-in. I'm also having a lot of fun with Hound's Baked Oven near to cooking domain, which allows me to easily search for recipes by ingredients or cooking time just through my voice. And then my favorite part is really cooking hands-free with a step-by-step voice guidance. You know, I could really start cooking hands-free and have no more cookie dough on my phone. I love it. Well, this has been so helpful and informative, and I love everything you're doing over at Hound. So thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Carrie. 
Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at M-O-D-E-V.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.